up guys it's megan james i'm coming at you live i'm here with a guest today kaylee boyce from the voice of voice Ooh, what's up guys i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me we're so excited to have you kaylee and um guys i'm really excited about this guest for a whole host of reasons especially considering her awesome background um we're here to talk to you today about a variety of things, everything from what it's like being a um, military family and wife to successful entrepreneur. We actually met in business together. We were building a business at the same time. And um, out of that, we've really grown closer as friends and, and colleagues, and we really push each other to succeed in so many realms in life. And um, I'm just consistently amazed at how positive Kaylee is and how encouraging she is and just well-rounded. Um, so this is probably like a once in a lifetime kind of interview. I'm really honestly, truly excited to have you on the show today, Kaylee. Oh, I'm really excited to be here. And I hope you gave them a preface that neither of us have any sort of filter and you can never really <laughs> expect that we're going to follow any sort of guidelines. Cause that's just not really what we do. Yeah, guys. So our whole <laughs> entire friendship is pretty much unscripted. I never know what's coming out of my mouth. I never know what's coming out of her mouth. And um, either you like us or you don't, but hopefully we'll bring you some encouraging content today. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and get the ball rolling. Yeah, let's do it. So um, going off the military questions that I have for you, um, I was wondering, could you talk to us? I have two older brothers. Both have served their time in the military. You know, what's it like being in a military family for you and now being a military wife? So what stereotypes have you been able to shatter? What kinds of things have you encountered? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just a little bit of background with me. You know, my dad retired from the Marine Corps, so I 100% always thought, man, like, I could nail this military wife thing if I ever, you know, was in that position. You know, it's I always thought that I could be really confident in that. Um, and then lo and behold, I married my best friend and he decided to enlist and uh, definitely shattered that glass ceiling of the stereotypes I had evolved in my th thought process about that. Um, but you know, it's something, the best word that I can describe it is humbling. Um, just in the fact that, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a list person. I think I can plan everything six months in advance and just get everything done. And you can't do that with the military. Um, but it's really stretched me on all forms of life, mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And it's really helped me grow as a per person. You know, it you get into the atmosphere and um, a large stereotype you always hear, especially about the military wives, is either they're lazy, they stay home, they don't work, um, or they don't love their husbands, you know, which is crazy. What? You always hear that. And, yeah, it's so weird. They're like, oh, you know, all they, all they do is cheat and they bash their husbands. But, man, it's a, it's a crazy atmosphere you get around these military wives, and they're so um, – patriotic and strong and you know they can handle anything and I'm like man like I want to be you when I grow up you know I'm pretty <laughs> fairly new to the military wife thing um but I definitely humbling is the best route for that um and I want to encourage anyone that is in the military as a wife or family or planning to do so that you can do it and there's infinite it may feel like you're in the middle of the ocean with no help like on a raft but there's so much support everywhere any sort of active service um spouse or person there's so much help you just have to be you know um humble enough you know to ask for help yeah. you can, people can't help you if they don't know that you need help you know um that's a yeah. big takeaway i've gotten true that's really true and and guys that's something you can use you know for all of your life and um 
I think it's unique too because you can see how just in a short period of time how much you've changed too in your outlook and, and certain views that you have now I can see are already different and it's a good way you know it's adding to that well-rounded appearance uh, yeah. but that's I know that like you know being a law enforcement background and then a military background they can be very similar and um, the way that they're treated from outsiders which is yeah. is really messed up it's weird that it's its own society. People have their own just opinion of exactly how it is and um, who they think you are. And I'm like, you don't know anything about me, but I'd be happy to show you on a larger scale than you even prepared yourself for. Yeah. And you know, I, like, I'll show you. Don't worry. I also feel like when they're, they see these uh, you know, soldiers, they see police officers as these people that have just taken up guns and yeah. uh, they're the ones making all the rules and they're the ones going out and killing people and this, that, and the other. And I just... It's so ironic to me. Like, these are the people saving your life. The soldiers are the people giving you the freedom to have your barbecues on the weekends. But, you know, keep bashing them. See how far it gets you. That's cool. Always always my favorite. Um, I went to a very um, interesting, politically strong school I just graduated from. I went to an environmental school. And um, my favorite is people really, really love to bash police officers. And I, you know, I have family members that are um, in law enforcement. And I get really emotional very quickly you know i i can be very um kind about a lot of things but when you start saying dumb stuff about people that risk their lives so you have the freedom to do whatever you want that's when i get a little touchy so i always love to use the example of like okay you're right you hate police officers and you hate the military and you hate firefighters and everyone that you know works in service but the next time someone breaks into your house figure it out yourself Right. Next time you need an ambulance, don't call him. Figure <laughs> call, it out. Call your crack dealer down the street. I'm sure he'll yeah, help you. <laughs> he'll help you, like for sure. Or steal your things. It just it could go either way. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an adventure. It's a gamble. You like that, right? <laughs> so, um, with the military, obviously comes a lot of moving, and I know that you have thus far made two major moves, both across the country, and uh, you've done these by yourself which I think is incredible. You've also managed to start up your own business. You've started your own blog. You've started a massive um, fitness and health weight loss journey. And yet somehow you still managed to be an incredible friend, uh, colleague, wife. You know, you're there in all of your relationships in life. You seem very present. And, um, you know, I just, I'm wondering, can you tell me some more about this journey, how this is manifested in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, you make me sound so profound. I feel like I should write a book. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. I, I gotta stop by more often. Um, to be completely transparent with you, um, I could give you all the fluff all day, but man, it's been hard. Um, but what I've learned from that is, you know, it, just to be fairly honest, you know, I moved out when I was 17, right before I turned 17. And, you know, I thought I had it under control. I thought I knew. And I probably have went through the past, I don't know, eight years of my life doing that, thinking I, I've got it under control and know what I'm doing. But ultimately I've just learned, especially probably, I don't know, the past two and a half years, three years, especially, um, you got to live in the moment and you just got to take it how it is. You got to, you know, you always hear that. Oh, it's such a grandma thing to say. I can't believe I would say it, but it's like, how do you need, how do you eat an elephant? Oh, eat it one bite at a time. It's right. like, dang it. You're right. <laughs> but it's, it's true, man. It's like, Okay, so the end goal. So, for example, um, you know, Megan referenced we did two 
huge moves. Um, I worked in insurance for several years and I realized I didn't want to sit behind a desk the rest of my life, which is really cliche in the fact of the job I just got, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, but it's totally worth it for what I'm really excited about the next adventure. Um, it's all in the, the journey, man. But, um, you know, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. I, the first promise I ever made to myself was I was going to do education working with animals so I could open a rehab facility later on. So I moved from the Carolinas up to Maine by myself. I drove, um, and went back to school, which was hard being in your mid twenties around a bunch of 18 year old kids, you know? Um, and then just now we got stationed in California and my husband unfortunately couldn't come home. So your girl packed up her trailer. It snowed on the day that it mo- I moved. I've never pulled a trailer. I hauled our Husky and our German shepherd in the back of a car across country. I had a guy try to break into my car while I was sleeping in it. It was oh a good God. time. Oh my God. But you I know, know it sounds all crazy. <laughs> and I really just want like a TV show based on our travels alone. Cause you can't make that crap up. But honestly, all of it has been so awesome. And I, I live for that. I thrive for that. And I think all of that comes from mindset. I say all of that to say mm. is I could have easily bitched and moaned yep. every step of the way mm-hmm. and made my husband's life miserable, made my life miserable. Um, you know, and just be like, you know what? No, I'm not moving there. You right. know, you can come do it, but I did it. And now I, I learned from dumb stuff I did through that whole move. So now if I come across somebody that's going to do something similar, I'm like, Hey there, don't do this. This is why. <laughs> right. Um, and hopefully can save them the trouble that I potentially went through. And it's the same thing that I get from other people, you know, like, and I appreciate that. So all throughout that journey, I think it's, there's no one size fits all. There's no magic pill that's going to fix anything. You know, you want to lose weight. You got to drink the water. You got to run. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. Moving sucks, but you got to be organized. You got to make a list and you got to, you got to stick to your goals. Um, so that's probably the ideal thing. If you can take anything away, is just one step at a time and be grateful for the process, whether you go forward or backward. I like that. Yeah. That's really, and that's a really good note to end on it. You know, just, just keep going, keep moving. Um, because you know, Sitting still is just it's going to negate your efforts, and you're actually going to fall back. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. Um, if, if you dare to tell us, what are some new major moves that you're making next? You know, I think you've actually made your physical moves. Uh, I think you've gotten all those out of the way, but, you know, are there any new life changes or anything like that coming up right now? Um. I'm going to say this in the most professional way possible to not fangirl on podcast. Um, but I did just humble myself to take a new office job for the environment itself. I actually just got hired on at, um, Anthony Robbins foundation in San Diego, California. That if you are not aware of who that is, that is Tony Robbins himself. I will be working in his office for new customer loyalty. And I am overwhelmed with excitement because just the atmosphere alone, you get in there and you're like, oh, this is why you're successful. Right. And I, you know, know as a long-term goal, I don't want to, you know, work for the man forever, but this is not working for the man. This is working with the the, the family, the man, (laughs) the man himself. Um, I wish I had a video of the lady being like, do you know who Tony Robbins is? No. Did you start sweating? Um, (laughs) Yeah, start crying. I gotta go. Um, you know, I'm so blessed because, you know, that's something that being in that environment, I know just being around those people, they, they're also passionate about the the message and the goal of their company. Um, yeah. And there aren't very many companies that I would want to work for um, because, you know, not all of us want jobs, but right. I am 
I love working on all aspects. I love working on my business. I love helping other people. I love doing mentorship. Um, but I'm also really excited for this next chapter, um, of that. So ultimately really just pouring myself in and being susceptible to any sort of knowledge I can be poured in to having poured into me, um, from (laughs) them is a really large part of my next move and really just taking my business to the next level. Um, I feel like I've got to a point where, okay, I've made some of my goals that I never thought I would achieve come true. So at this point, I feel like, all right, I've accomplished that hard stuff. There's nothing I can't do. Right. Um, so we're trying to build our business to a larger scale, um, bringing my mentorship to a larger scale, um, and just helping people on a larger platform than I have previously. Yeah. And it seems like that's what your blog is kind of centered around is like, hey, this is our adventure. This is uh, some stuff we've encountered. This is how we moved past it. Hopefully it helps you, which I really like. I, I kind of centered our business around that as well. Um, and I think that's pretty common with like life coaching, lifestyle design, um, you know, those types of little niches. And I really think you, you definitely have that a niche. You have a unique perspective in how to help people and how to bless people more. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. And it's definitely one of those things that I've, I, I don't know, in your, in your internet wanderings if you've come across because I really love to read and look things up and mm-hmm. it always feels like more often than not that you run across a blog and it's like oh these are the top 10 this or whatever yep. it always seems so staged and so fake but if I'm gonna I I wanted to have a unique um, platform of the fact it's like I tried this chocolate chip cookie recipe and it sucked this is why yeah do it this way instead or, hey, when I move, I get matching tubware and I put a label on the box. So when it gets moved into the house, you don't have to root through anything. Yep. You know, you pack it like little things that really either in hindsight, I wish I had done better or things that just made a world of difference. I just want people to be real with me. Like, hey, no, I don't take supplements. You know what I do? I make myself go run. You yep. know, currently, you know, like I mentioned my weight loss journey, I am hellbound and determined to be in the best shape of my life with no assistance by supplement or um, program because everyone's selling something online right. when it comes to fitness, but no one wants to do the hard stuff. And I want to go Ooh. above me on to do the hard stuff to show people this is how you do it. And guys, I want you to focus on that for just a second. You know, she said everything you need to know right there. You know, focus on the stuff. You already know what you need to do. Just do it. Just get out there and do it. You know that you have to exercise a certain amount. You know you have to do at least 30 minutes to get a good burn in, you know, unless you're doing like some sort of hit training or uh, Tabata's, you know, CrossFit 15, 20 minutes, so be it. But you have to put in the effort, you know, you have to put in maximum effort in those short spans of time. You can't just um, take a supplement and suddenly you're skinny. You can't just take a vitamin and you can eat four cheeseburgers and lose 10 pounds. There's no um, world where that can ever be a reality. And um, I think she makes an excellent point. And I definitely, I definitely think there's some, like, I'm sure there, you know, there's some vitamins and things like that. Like I put collagen powder in my smoothie in the morning and it really does help my hair and my nails. You know, there's little things like that, but there's not anything that I am taking or plan to take that's going to, going to give me that edge. Like, oh, it kills my hunger. You know, it's going to kill my hunger not buying Oreos for the cabinet. (laughs) I'm not going to eat them because they're not there. You know what I mean? Like, I just want people to know everyone at this point in time, unless you are, Amish in the woods even then they know you know what you have to do Mm -hmm. you got to eat some broccoli you got to drink some water and you got to move your body yep you gotta love yourself man stress is a huge thing too and people forget about that like prioritize yourself be a little selfish sometimes amen Um, so that's 
that's our that's my big thing right now is being selfish yes. and just showing people the preach <laughs> preach at me yes you guys can't see it we're, we're video chatting right now I'm, I'm like i'm in church i'm about to holler out i'm about to step up and shout stands stands up and throws microphone down <laughs> like, i can't oh. even handle it. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so um all right so out of that what are some like major obstacles that you've encountered along the way? You know, in this this journey, I know we talked about some of them and some of the things you learned about. But on this this journey to being an entrepreneur, what valuable lessons did you learn from this? You know, what are some examples of things that you know really tested your grit and you came out stronger on the other side? Oh man, the first thing is is just like the, the unrealistic just thought process on how you can grow a business, especially online. You know, it's like my husband makes six figures a year and now I have a blog and now I make a hundred thousand dollars a year offline because I know people, you know, there's people that are very successful or they're willing to be half naked online and they're Mm -hmm. getting all these views and it's not genuine. So I've found, you know, and God love you. If you've got the body to be half naked on Instagram, bless you. (laughs) Cause I don't, you can't see me, but I'm a ginger and (laughs) I'm large and in charge. My friends, I won't be, but you know, but it's one of those things that, I to it's been really difficult, but it's it's been good for me to see that, you know, I truly did. And I, I hate that I'm quoting a rap song on your Quote podcast. It. Sorry, well, but I started from Shady, the bottom. Now please I'm stand here. up. Please yeah. stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I need Megan to drop a beat for me because I started from the bottom, but now I'm here. So, <laughs> so and I'm still, you know, I I'm not even close to where we plan to be um, in a five year plan by any means, but. It just, it, it's been really good for me to see that, you know, I know it's hard now, but when I make it to the top, no one's going to be able to take it from me mm. because I'm the one who got me there. Yeah. Um, um, another big thing that's, it's been harder for me, I guess, because in my head I'm like, okay, cool. I have all these friends that are going to support me and love me. And they, right. I know that they're going to think this is a great idea, man. I get more support from a man that lives in Asia that I've never met and will never meet yes. or like a sweet mom from Europe. That's like, I really love your post. Yeah. Then I ever will. Like people I went to school with or grew up with it's so or true. people think it's dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, me and Megan both, um, I didn't grow up there, but I went to high school there and it's, um, around the time that I had met Megan, but we, you know, lived in a small town for a while and there's a lot of people that are really negative, mm-hmm. um, from there yeah. about what we do. And it's so funny to me, but I, it essentially boils down to, you know, when you live in your comfort zone, anything that's, you know, anything that's different, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to push away, you know, you're trying to hex it. You want nothing to do with it. Um, and I think that's just essentially like an insecurity of people because they're comfortable. Um, right. I know Megan, I, I don't speak for people very often, but I, I can speak for me and Megan both. We live in uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. We, th- we thrive there because it pushes us and yeah. it pushes us to grow. Um, and I almost feel sorry for people that, aren't willing to do that. And I'm, I'm happy you're blessed and I'm glad you're comfortable. I'm not, we're always striving to be better. My husband and I both really work hard um, to be better than we were yesterday, which again is such a cliche Pinterest quote, but it's true. (laughs) And I, everyone should live by it. And if you're not like good for you, but that's not how we live. Right. Yeah. And you know, it should be noted that me and Kaylee did actually go to the same high school. Uh, we lived in the same town and we were completely unaware of each other for a while. We even traveled in the same groups and somehow we didn't no met until it was like years later. We had met at some point in time, but we we still like never really 
got the chance to hang out, you know, before graduation and stuff like that. We didn't. We were at a keynote speech and then realized we were around a lot of successful people that we like were trying to impress and realized that we both were hoodlums at one point together. And we were like whispering, walking down a hotel hallway. Like, please don't tell anyone how you know me. It's like the two friends in the crowd with hobbit feet or something. Yeah, like, (laughs) please remember me as now. But neither of us, it was really, um, to me, anyways, it's a blessing. Um, because Megan's one that I really respect professionally. Um, and I'll be very transparent. I told y'all I'm, I moved out right before I turned 17. I wilded out. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was grown in case you were not aware. I was not grown. (laughs) I did not have it figured out. Um, however, um, I'm very grateful for that. So I, I'm glad she doesn't remember me and I'm glad I don't remember her because now we're thriving and we always run into, we always run into fun stories. We even both did karate. Yeah, in two separate schools, schools. yeah, that were competing, like, it was, like, cutthroat competition, too, like, Like oh, you you go to his school? Yeah. Who's good? Are you good? I go to the other guy. Oh, you go to the other guy? A guy across the street? Man, we're about to fight, and we would be, like, the most intense competition, just over karate, like, some... I actually think that first weekend that we spent together, like, aside from sparring in the karate, like, in the hotel room, and people were like, what are they doing? Yeah. We, like, argued all weekend about what karate school is better. We did. Still. we're children. Still. Everyone's like, day. what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, Megan knew what she was talking about. But it's like that fun, thriving competition that we have with each other, because it's not that we want the other to lose ever. You know, we want no. both of us to win. But it, we want it to be a thriving competition in that I want to see her get better than me at something so it'll challenge me to grow. And when I grow and we get to that same level, it's going to challenge her to grow. And it'll just keep, you know, like a stepladder, like moving up the steps of some kind of Man, ladder. If you're, you're not, if you're not in a circle where you have friends that are like, hey, hey you're kind of being dumb. Like, what are you doing? Have you right. done anything productive today? No? Hmm. Cool. Real cute. Why don't you go run? Like, you know, like, get off the yeah, couch. that's super annoying. Yeah, that's super annoying. But like some of my best friends, you know why they're my best friends? Because they'll tell me how it is. Like, yeah. our life is so fluffy and like trying to put a filter on everything. I need people who are going to be real with me. Like, Kaylee, yep. your hair looks rough. Like, do not go to that interview like that. Girl, put on some I, makeup. <laughs> yeah, I, I need those friends. Um, And I don't think that's superficialness because people no. always get worked up. They're like, I just want to be me. No, like, yeah, be you. But work towards me to better you. Right. Not for them. Do it for you. But find friends that are going to push you to be that. And it's know? not that, you know, you don't want to, it's not saying that you need to be that person that's like always pushing that one friend, the one friend that never wants to go anywhere or do anything because they're homebodies. It's not that you need to be all up in their grill because they just may be an introvert and they don't know what's going on right now and they don't know what their goals are. And that's, that's them. You can't force somebody to get out of their shell and go do something. You can't force somebody to put on pants if they're not feeling it. Um, all you can do is encourage them. You can meet them where they are and be grateful for their position in your life, how small, Absolutely. how large it is. And that's, that's what Kaylee's saying right now. You know, keep encouraging your friends, be, um, honest, be transparent, be truthful, authentic, but be the light, man. encourage. Yeah, man. That's all, that's all that we do. And, um, we encourage each other all the time, make fun of each other occasionally just for, oh, yeah. for kicks. <laughs> So absolutely. I know we kind of rambled on that uh, for a little bit. We get caught up, guys. Um, God love us. <laughs> so uh, going back, you know, as a successful entrepreneur, mover and shaker and wife, you know, how do you maintain this work-life balance? Uh, many of my clients come to me and they, they strive to get this balance and they find it very difficult, especially when their, you know, spouse is in some kind of um, military or if they're uh, first responders, things like that. You know, and if you feel comfortable talking about it, um, 
what are some ways that you guys have managed to work in some date nights with his crazy military schedule and moving and you find new jobs you know how do you schedule this time off together do you do you guys do special things or do you just chill on the couch with the dogs you know what kinds of things do you guys do yeah um so the two the two words that come to mind that really go hand in hand in this sort of situation for us to have a successful marriage and life um, pursuing greatness is flexibility and selfishness and i feel like those are the two words that i've just saying this whole time together mm-hmm. um but i'm really in that season of life where i'm really realizing the value of both of those things mm-hmm. um you know like i said i um one of the things that i do for people is i'm a really big organizer so if you're that person everyone has it that room in your house where you throw all that stuff in there you shut the door and hope no one sees it <laughs> i'm that person that comes to your house and i, I organize it because yeah. it's my it's my jam um However, that is not how military life works. That is not how most adult life works. You cannot plan your life to the minute. Um, so flexibility is really important because when you live with expectation about how something should be, you're always going to be disappointed. Mm. doesn't matter. You can plan Ooh. the date night to the day but or to the moment, but the second it goes off how you daydreamed about it the day before, the whole night's ruined. I'm that girl. Don't what, be that girl. What's that phrase? You know, you make plans while God's laughing. What What is it? I know you know it. Well, yeah. But it's basically um, saying you can make all the plans you want and God's just going to laugh about them. And I think that's yeah. one of my favorite expressions. They always end up better, though. And so that's yeah. that's what's really important to, to us. So, you know, we will make plans all day, but then we end up half the time just like, we love to sit in the car. That's how our friendship, because Vince was my best friend before we got together. We used to sit in the car and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, while we ate like McDonald's, don't eat McDonald's, guys. I don't eat McDonald's anymore. <laughs> but like we used to, okay. That's before the fitness um, journey. Gosh, <laughs> I just need a McFlurry sometimes. Um, but um, just kidding. I don't eat dairy anymore. I live a sad life. Let me, let me stay so, that does sound kind of sad. Um, anywho, <laughs> um, you know, we really enjoy just talking. Um, it, we're very, you know, communicative in that way. So we just love to sit um, and make sure. No matter what's going on, we have that time together. Even if we're just sitting on the couch hanging out, we got to talk. And it may seem redundant. Um, you know, go beyond the surface. Hey, how was your day? Good. No, that's not good enough for me. Tell me what you did to the minute. Mm-hmm. It seems dumb. It seems redundant. But that's going to make your spouse, at least for me, and I know it does for Vince because we discussed it. It makes all the difference in the world. And you don't see it in that moment. But then when times get hard or, like, you have a time, I don't know about you, but like, you get you get upset with your spouse and they're being annoying. You're like, God, they're they asked me what my day was yesterday i'm just kidding you know they you know they take the time to be attentive um even in the midst of chaos and that's really important to me hey everybody i hope you're enjoying the megan james show i apologize for the interruption but i really just wanted to take this time To talk to you about something important, did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. So here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or, if you're a good, generous person, you can even donate those pod coins to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you today. Simply use our code, MeganJames, and you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up. 
And if you listen to enough of us on here, then you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an awesome gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to the podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code Megan James. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. And here's the rest of our show. So um, it's all about that balance. So little things that don't seem like they would add up, but do. So we don't bring our phones in the bedroom. You know, when we get home in the afternoon, um, unless we have some sort of pressing like work on call stuff that Benny can have sometimes, um, because, you know, Marine Corps. Yeah. But, um, you know, we put our phone on Do Not Disturb. There's phone numbers he has that, you know, can go through that. But we mm-hmm. throw them on the charger. We just hang out. Um, you know, you can check them periodically, but we make home time about us. We don't do work unless it's during a designated time. You know, I I do my blog posts and any sort of side work um, whenever Vinny's working on his own personal development. Right. Um, and we kind of just we have those set schedules. But when it's our time, it's our time. Mm-hmm. You know, the president himself can't interrupt that time. <laughs> no one <laughs> can. That's your time. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Real quick. No. <laughs> no. I like that. And, I, you know, me and Laura work off a similar concept, too. And I think another thing is, you know, just the intimacy of, of even talking about your day in a positive manner in terms of, you know, not everything has to be all rainbows and butterflies, but you're not sitting there. Uh, venting to your spouse about, oh, my boss is such a dick, blah, blah. And, I mean, you can you can have moments like that, but your whole conversation doesn't need to be centered on how um, terrible your day was. So you, uh, we started out no. trying to think of, like, three three things that were good that we can be grateful for that day. We and it really makes it kind of ease into the conversation. Something, too, that has worked for me, because I'm going to say this, and hopefully Vince doesn't say it or hear it because he's just going to go on and on and on. Like, hi, I told you, I am very selfish and I hold grudges. I am working through it. No, but on that, I am 100%. You know, every comedian gets on stage and they're like, the wife thinks of something three years that happened three years ago yeah. and like holds on to it. I'm that wife. I didn't want to be that wife, but here I am. I've made it. God's working on me, but we haven't got through it yet. You like um, remember that day when you were four and somebody stole your Cheerios kind of thing? Yeah, okay. like I remember. Um, <laughs> And I'm still upset. <laughs> but something that I do, and it's 100% I stole from Rachel Hollis. If you don't know who Rachel Hollis is, she is the woe man, the myth, the legend. Preach. Um, just love her. She does her Start Today journal. Um, and talks about things of gratitude. And she and her husband, Dave, really emphasize on writing, wanting to be an exceptional husband, wanting to be an exceptional wife, and writing like key parts, like random little things about their spouse. That they're grateful for and yeah. I do that for Vince and there's some days that if he's gone on out in the field and I can't talk to him or he's just for lack of a better term annoying the hell out of me and I'm like oh you should probably move out for sure um <laughs> I'll see you later um you know I go back I make myself go back and I read my gratitude journal and yep. what the little things like Vince brought the groceries in in the rain, so I didn't have to today. And I'm right. like, dang it, he's cute. And I get through like ten things. I'm like, I really love him. He's so. And I sweet. go from being a yeah, I go from being a brat in the bedroom to like going out. And you're like, you want me to get you some coffee? <laughs> Saying it in so tears. It's definitely just keeping keeping that perspective and like remembering 
why you love your spouse in the first place. Yeah. And don't get wrapped crucial. up in the little stuff because they don't matter, man. That's true. And you'll fight over stuff that doesn't even matter. You know, at the end of the day, it's life's too short as it is, and you never know if you're gone tomorrow. So cherish the moment you That's have true. with your loved ones while you have it. Every day I wake up to a gratitude journal. I just do simple five things to be thankful for the moment my feet hit the ground. And um, I've yet to find five things I can't be grateful for in that moment. Maybe something stupid like green tea or maybe something like how wonderful my wife is. I'm living and breathing. Um, But that's super important. And I love that she hit on the gratitude. Um, But I would like to break up this moment of seriousness. Can we do that? Oh. Although we haven't been very serious. I'm actually, you know, we've tried to keep our professionalism, but (laughs) de-edified a little bit. It's fine. That's um, the perks of owning your own business. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so what's what's one of your favorite quotes right now, and like why? Because I love quotes. I've got a weird little fetish about quotes. I save those memes thousands of times a day. Things that like really hit home. So I've got literally like eighteen thousand pictures on my phone. They're just you know memes of good quotes. Oh yeah, I have a whole little folder on my phone because I'm a crackhead and I need some lists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gotta have sections. You yeah. should see my Pinterest board. Check out my Pinterest board. I am so checking out your Pinterest <laughs> board. I love organization. I'm so excited right now. Yes. Um. So judge me. Feel free to judge me. My favorite quote of all time. It will forever be my favorite quote. Whenever I win some sort of award, I get to talk in front of thousands of people. I will say this quote. Um. I have a really big background in childcare. Um. I love kids. I feel like. Yeah, everyone always compares kids to sponges, but I also believe that as adults, we can learn more from kids and their innocence because they haven't been corrupted by the world yet. They haven't been told no so many times that they start to believe it. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of, I always reference back to that. So from the movie The Lorax, which is a Dr. Seuss book and movie, mm-hmm. um, he says, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, it's not going to get better. It's not. And it sounds so ridiculous, but I always get really emotional, which you're like, oh, wow. Megan brought a weenie on, but (laughs) (laughs) to me that always, I think of that because it's like, you know, unless I put my whole heart into this, it's not going to make a change. Unless I do what I'm passionate about, it's not even going to matter. It's just a drop in the bucket. But man, if I, I don't know if you've seen the Lorax, but he just goes after what he's passionate about and he changes the world. A whole world. And I think that's something all of us can do. If you find that niche, if you find what you're super stoked about, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Mm. Um, and yes. I always try to, um, I don't know, I, I find deeper meaning in every Disney movie you can bring at me. Of course. Like, I'm here for it. Pocahontas, so, son, all the way. <laughs> yeah. The Lion King comes out soon. I know. Anyone doesn't know. Shameless plug, not that. 90s babies really are just freaking out all over right now. Just like, oh my god. <laughs> can't watch it that in the star wars movie i'm really emotional about oh no all right so i actually really like that quote i'd never judge you for that quote um perfect i'm a quote fiend um i know from experience um i i love like there's nothing that i love more than talking about books like favorite books Um, I'm a total geek and uh, you guys can't see it right now but there's like six bookshelves behind me and they're totally full with the exception of one shelf that broke because there was too much book weight on the shelf facts all she's missing is the fireplace a leather chair and some bourbon that's so true I actually have a recliner (laughs) beside the fireplace with a bourbon and uh, one of those little salt rock lamps like what a time savage oh my my Friday nights are popping guys (laughs) 
Oh, no one knew that she was so fancy. Fancy pants. Oh, yeah. Food Lion had a great deal on that salt <laughs> lamp, let me tell you. <laughs> I won mine at a charity auction. <laughs> They're fantastic. Like, um, got a little sidetracked, but I would like to ask you, um, what is your current favorite book? And I know the last time we talked about this, gosh, er, probably every time we talk about this, we each have a new favorite book, but your current favorite one or... Um, a book that you've gifted most often, like, you know, one that you've just found so enlightening that you decided to give to a few people. Um, what's your favorite so far? Yeah, so I am a firm believer. Um, I reread books because I understand, like, really good books that I feel have really touched me because I feel like you can always get more information and knowledge from those situations. Right. Um, just, it's the same thing as, like, for me, I read my Bible. You read the same verse ten times, you're like, why would you do that? Well, because you get something different from it every time for me. So it's the same thing with really good books. The only books that I won't reread are Harry Potter because it was the best experience of my life the first time. Right. Um, however, so my favorite book right now um, that I have made myself reread during this transitional period um, of our move is The Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yes. I'm obviously obsessed with her, but yes. I love her. And I the reason too. it really sticks out to me, gosh, she's so good. Um, you know, I saw, I really love the book and I highlight through the dang thing, but I also have it on audiobook. Yep. I have both. Um, and I listen to the audiobook in the car. And the reason I do both of those is because sometimes you just need, she speaks so much truth in that book. And it's one thing for me to read it to myself and see it. And it really touches me, but to mm-hmm. hear her and the fierceness in her voice, um, really shakes me. It's really helped me understand that we aren't alone and it's okay to feel broken. Yes. It's okay to, to, embrace the hardness and I feel like our society now is like gloss it over work it out don't let people know you're struggling this book is the complete opposite of that it's every like insecurity she's ever had and telling you why it's man it just gives a perspective on how to face your demons and get them to back the hell off it just discusses everything inside in society that they try to avoid like the plague and take it head on I think that's a mentality all of us should have like go after your problems don't wait till they get to you yep go after them face them get rid of them I love the transparency of her titles like I peed my pants today or yesterday or whatever the yeah. one chapter is. That's probably my favorite title of any book ever. Like Yes. And man, if you also like her podcast, she talks about her in depth, the adoption story of yes. her daughter. Yes. And that I just sob cried in the car. Cause I'm like, man, what a heart. Get out of here. Cause God bless the people that adopt and foster and take in. I just, I have such an admiration for those people. Yep. I do too. And the process can be so difficult and so challenging and just the way she sheds light on it without bashing it necessarily. It's just, I love it. It's fantastic. So, So yeah. So we're a fan. Rachel Hollis, (laughs) if you're listening, we would be happy to be your keynote speakers for your next conference. That's a fact. That's a fact. And we feed off of each other. So you talk about energy, man, we can light up a crowd and just get us some sparring gear. If you really want to see a cool dance party, we got you. (laughs) I'm also pretty killer at rock, paper, scissors. So This is a out. fact. I've witnessed this. Pretty intense. <laughs> so, um, and I know we briefly touched on this earlier, but, you know, how has a failure or um, a parent failure set you apart or set you up for later success? You know, do you have a quote-unquote favorite failure in your book? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit broader um, than just, like, one standard little failure, but... Um, as silly as it sounds, it's the dif- dysfunction I encountered when I was younger, like as a kid, just like family dysfunction and things like that. And then even the dysfunction that followed me into high school. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, 
we live in such a crazy society now where people use those things as crutches Mm -hmm. um, and live in that. With that as well, I feel like any sort of failures really give you an armor to take on anything. Right. So you're never going to encounter something you can't get through. It may be hard and you may feel like you can't do it and you may have to ask for help, but you're ultimately, you're going to be able to do it. I have faith in you. Megan has faith in you. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess we're on a podcast, but if you need me, I will help you. You let me know. <laughs> well, and, and guys, something that I probably haven't mentioned yet is you can find all of her socials in our show notes and, um, you know, some more information on her links, etc. Um, all that will be found there. So if you guys want to reach out to Kaylee, Kaylee is a very open and honest person. She tells it like it is, and she's one of the few people that I trust. Um, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. We're very excited to have a, a media presence. It's been something, um, we've worked with people, um, I'm, I'm pretty tech savvy, but I've always been that person that I, I'd rather help you in person and, right. you know, work with people in person. But now we've gotten to the point where we're like, all right, we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to get Instagram, we're going to Facebook, Twitter, yep. YouTube, all the jazz. And we're pretty <laughs> stoked about it. I've been learning a lot, but yep. so And I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, man. If you want to talk about branding and social media, that he is the man for that. Man. And if you're looking for, I mean, maybe you can't identify with a guy talking, but he is, he's got all the wisdom on it. I tell you what, Rachel's the next best thing. Rachel, because um, she has such a wide variety of topics. She's able to speak from, um, I consider her an expert expert on so many different subjects. Oh, um, 100%. So I kind of feed off Gary and Rachel and uh, Tim okay. Ferriss because he usually has some pretty interesting interviews, I feel like. That's true. Um, absolutely true. So I know I'm keeping you probably. Um, are you good with answering two more questions by chance? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Um, so this one's kind of a funny one to me and I, I just want to throw it in there just to see what you'd say just for giggles. <laughs> what's uh, an unusual habit or like an absurd thing that you just love man I could say a lot of things but the first thing that comes to mind because it's what my husband would say because he thinks it's ridiculous is I am a happy crier so I you could hurt my feelings and I'm going to war with you like alright well let me show you why you're wrong however you play some sort of song that tugs on my heartstrings, man, I'm sobbing in the car. You play some sort of movie that has a good moral, crying in the car. It sounds ridiculous, but I love that I do that because it just, it makes me, it floods me with gratitude because it always like tugs on your heartstrings in certain ways. Like, right. you know, even if it's a sad song, like, you know, there's a Rascal Flatts song that the whole song is about the lady who's going through chemotherapy and like, I, I stop crying yep. during the whole song. Cause I'm like, man, how grateful am I that you know, I'm healthy. I have an able body, but like, God, but like God loved them for being so strong to be able to get through those hardships, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my weirdest habit. Cause my, my husband <laughs> Vince always like the second any sort of country song comes on. He's like, do you need me to hold your hand? I'm like, why don't you get out of the car? Get out here. <laughs> yeah, like, don't you talk to me like that? <laughs> just let me live my life. Vince. Oh my that God. Moana, like the Moana soundtrack, like yeah. any song that's motivating. I'm like, you're done. Or, or like any Beyonce song, because I'm like, you're right, I'm free. I deserve to be free. Well, and I feel like some of our conferences that we've been to, that they had some really heart to hearts on the stage. Like I look over at you, and you look at me, and you're like, <laughs> it's fine. It's just really great where they've come from and where they're going. <laughs> Their story's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So if you uh, if you ever need me in my downtime, I'm watching Soldier Coming Home videos in my corner crying. Oh my God. Or like Good Samaritan videos, Ellen shows where she's helping people in need. That's me. I I love all of the Ellen shows. I like her scares. Those are my favorites. Don't don't judge me. I like to see people. I will go see Ellen. 
Oh, Actually, man. I told Vinny that when we get to a place and if we decide we want to have kids, I'm not going to Ellen until I can go to the Mother's Day special. Oh, yes. I just want to be pregnant on Ellen. Just to... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> That's the dream. That's my five-year plan. pregnant for Ellen. <laughs> it's the only thing on our five-year plan is to plan our pregnancy perfectly that I can go on the Mother's Day special. <laughs> That's so. that's probably the best thing that came out of this so far. Like <laughs> the truth will set you free. I just want to have a kid so I can be on Ellen. <laughs> that's She's just the the woman, you know. She is. She is. All right. So, um, all right. So, last question. Since many students and a lot of our uh, listeners are students, they're college students mm-hmm. usually. So, um, I kind of want to throw them into the mix and give them a, a question. Maybe it might help them some. Um, yeah. So, since many of these students just graduated from college, what mm-hmm. advice would you give to a smart, driven college student that's about to enter the real world? Like, what's some real world advice <laughs> that they should just go for, and then some advice that maybe they should just ignore? Oh, well, don't be dumb. Um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, you don't need the new iPhone or the new Apple Watch. You don't, you know, for for me anyways, like, I have paid for all of my college. I have student loans yep. that I'm working towards paying off, um, that we have an 18-month plan to get paid off, which I'm really excited about, um, all the ramen that we'll be indulging in until then. Of course. Um, all right. <laughs> you know. Um, but one of those things that, all, all jokes aside, it's just... Do the hard stuff now so you're not paying for it later. Yeah. You know, do what you need to do to get your foot in the door and give it everything you've got. And I mean everything. You know, you know, if you have debt, yeah, you know, it's fun to go out on Friday nights, but you know, it's also fun not having that debt over your head. So get a second job, work hard. I've worked yep. two to three jobs since I was sixteen. Yep. This is the first time that I'll be granted I have my own business, but I don't consider that a job. It's a hobby because it's a passion. Right. You know, if you do what you they always say, do what you love. You won't work a day in your life. Yes, you will. Because yeah. if you love it enough, you're going to work hard Oh yeah, to be successful in it. Oh, yeah. um, so that's probably the, the biggest thing with that is I just want to encourage you that you get down the line, whether you have marriage on the brain or you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you know, yeah, it's great to build your credit. You know, it's also really great to save your money and pay for a house in cash. Right. And it sounds so out of the realm because people don't do that anymore because we're such a credit card Mm-hmm. mortgage society. Oh, just charge it. Yeah. Yeah, just charge You do not have, you know what we do with our money now that we've been trying to say? We give ourselves, um, we give ourselves because we, you know, we're back to being, living together again, so we're being a little bit more fun with our money. We have a $100 a week limit of, like, <laughs> cash that, you know, we need this or that, and that goes even to, like, dog food. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so we want to get in and out. Well, how much money is in our wallet? Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's, it's really made such a difference because when you have cash in hand and you say you only have a couple of bills left, you're real quick to be like, Oh, do I need that Hershey's bar? Oh yeah. The grocery store. Line? Um, and that's something people just, they forget about. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a big thing with that. Just like cherish these moments, just work hard now and you'll be so much farther. I wish I had started what I'm doing now when I was super pumped and excited at 17. Yes. Because now I'm like, I by no means want to work two or three jobs. But right. why am I going to do it? So by the time I'm 35, we're set. We don't yep. have, we can have whatever we want. And it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and love yourself, darn it. 
Well, and guys, if you're listening to podcasts like this, you're so much farther ahead than than anybody else out there than where we were because we yeah. didn't have this kind of access. We didn't have uh, the platforms that are out today. We didn't have that. You know, we were just living off of flip phones. We you know we didn't have internet from our phones. We couldn't take our business on the the go in that manner. Um, so we had to fight a little harder, but it was more of just we were ignorant to what the possibilities of things like Snapchat were. Um, of social media platforms. In fact, I remember making fun of Facebook when it came out. Oh, yeah. We all hated Facebook. Yep. I still hate Facebook. I'm trying to petition. All right, Megan's, <laughs> oh, Megan's podcast. If we could get a petition going to bring MySpace back. Oh, no. Dude, I learned to code, and the only reason I learned to code was because of MySpace. Because I'm of MySpace. Cool <laughs> I can code pretty well. I can yep. make a background. I know how to make a playlist. Yep, I can do all you kinds know, things of things that flash, like... You need a MySpace profile? Come at me. Yeah. I'm trying to start a new these, business. I'm telling you, these kids these days, they don't know. They didn't have to work for it. They didn't have to work for their social media. It came pretty. But, um... <laughs> no, I didn't have an iPad. You know what I had? Bucket. Right. Pale. I played on the computer day. at school. Oh, yeah. My dad monitored. I was a lot on the computer, like, very specific times. And I had AOL Messenger that my dad, all of my messages went to my dad through my parental settings as well. So, like, there'd be sometimes it would just stop because some boy messaged me. I'm like, oh, dad's on the computer. Got it. So, be humble. You YouTube having no parental control group of people. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, one thing I want to hit on, you know, in terms of advice is something that I really wish I had known about sooner is the latte factor. So, that you know, three to five dollar cup of coffee you're having every day adds up over the span of years. And instead of putting that three to five dollars into a coffee or Slim Jim pack or, or whatever it is that you're you know spending on that you don't even realize where you're losing money, you could in fact be putting that into an investment account. And you're actually never too young to invest. Um, when you're in your teens, early twenties, those are fantastic years to start to go ahead and start putting away. And you can put away little bits at a time. You can do, um, you know, if you've never read the book, The Automatic Millionaire, it is a phenomenal book. Phenomenal. Um, It talks about how to automatically draft from your account and put it directly into like a Roth, uh, you know, pre-taxed investment account. And um, Definitely pre-taxed. Yeah, for real. Because, you know, when you pull that out, you don't want any penalties. You don't want to pay taxes on it. Um, especially due to inflation costs and things like that. It's all stuff you guys got to take into account. And if you don't know anything about investments, learn. You know, take yeah. this time to learn and grow yourself. Growing yourself doesn't just have to be about reading self-development books. You know, if for whatever reason that's not your thing, it may just be not your time. And that's okay. You can spend your time owning another um, skill set like investing or maybe photography or coding. You know, any of the things that we've talked about that we've had to learn on our own over the years it's not that it's too hard to go out and hire somebody to do this for you. It's the act of actually teaching yourself a skill and having yeah. to work on that skill. Then you can start recognizing who actually does this better than you, who is a good person to hire, or who is just a smoke screen. And it gives you kind of an edge in your business too. Um, and seriously, don't be too good for any sort of anything. I, right. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but it's like, first of all, don't, if you decide you wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to start a blog, don't go pay $200 right. for some blog class. No. Because everything on the internet, if you get to a place where you you can build a decent business for free yep. online, 
yep. between Google and YouTube and everything else. And then when you get to a place where you want to take your stuff to the next level, that's when you start paying that money to go to those conferences. That's when you start paying that money to, you know, work towards taking your stuff to the next level. But, yep. you know, be smart about your money. Invest your time in your business. I completely agree. And um, I, I, me and Kaylee see eye to eye on this. We always have. And um, I think it's important, though, to get the message out there to more people. I wish I had known about it sooner in my life. Um, but, yeah, I, I know that we've kept Kaylee for a long time. I really appreciate her being on the show today. I mean, this has been, it's been fantastic, you know, just getting the listeners to immerse in, in this culture and really getting this one-on-one time with you. Um, it's fantastic. I'm so excited for them. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And if you guys. Thank you guys for having me and hanging out with us while we mumble about some stuff that we think we might know about. Facts. Um, <laughs> Good old times in schools and stuff like that, you know, casual. Oh, boy. Um, fine. But, yeah, so check our show notes. Check out the Voice of Voice. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to put all of her social handles in there. And uh, make sure you go visit her. Like it, like her profile, follow her social media, and follow. Make sure you follow her blog because she posts some absolutely awesome content. You know, just well, I've learned a lot, but I've also laughed my butt <laughs> off at some of the stuff she writes. So if you guys need a good laugh or just need some some knowledge on some unique topics, that is where oh. you can find it. Well, thank you, and don't be afraid to like send me messages. I always feel like a lot of people don't. You know, if you're like, oh, why did you do this, man? I'm all about interacting with my my you know, the people that are interacting with my social media, like, yeah, shoot me a comment, shoot me a message, like, hey, I have a question, what do you think of this, like, I want to interact with you, because I want to know how I can better serve, yeah, you know, that's what well, and, uh, like, I always want to know, like, what kind of content the people follow me are looking for, so if I'm branching out yeah. away from stuff, or if they want more of something, you know, I like to, to know about that, yeah, absolutely, so don't, just know that our, type of platform is we're trying to be transparent we're trying to work with you guys we're not here like our business is not about the money it's not about the success it's a hundred percent because we found ourselves in a place where we felt no one could help us in certain realms that we're like you know Mm -hmm. what we're gonna do it ourselves because we know other people feel the way we do and we want to help other people better themselves um we want you to love your life you only have one life man it's such a cliche thing to say but it's true and i'm trying to go after it and i'm trying to help you go after it because we're we're a pack we're a yeah. herd we're a tribe wolf pack. It's, it's the online thing Ow! yeah wolf pack Woo-hoo. that's the next show oh, my husky's gonna hear you that's gonna be the next show <laughs> wolf pack <laughs> <laughs> oh man we should get a handshake going we should wait was a clap would it be like a, a paw paw slap well if you want to be completely honest the first thing i thought it was like stomp the yard where they do like the weird hand things yes yeah yes we are gonna practice thing. this All right, guys, so we're going to let you go before we mumble off into oblivion. Um, And we're going to go practice our, uh, you know, claps and stomps and and stuff for the next show. Because there may be a a vlog coming out, so stay tuned for that. But with that, guys, I hope you have an excellent day, an excellent weekend, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye, guys.